Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Welcome to everybody. I concur with Nolan. We are glad that you are here on this beautiful 4th of July weekend. We learned this week we got to do church a little bit different, so we are coming to you broadcasting and I'm hoping everybody's having a great day. I trust yesterday you had a great 4th of July with your family. Maybe you did a little barbecue, a little relaxing at home. And so now on today, we're in the house of the Lord. And I, I, I welcome you here. A couple things uh, as we move forward. I'll be streaming on Wednesday, starting a brand new series. Excited about that. And then at this point with the way things are, we are slated to have church a week from today. If something changes, if the governor mentions something or something is said, we will communicate with you. But at this point, please mark your calendars. If you're comfortable, we'd like you to join us July the 12th, and we're going to have church. I'll be preaching, and if something changes again, we will communicate social media, email. We'll do our best to get the word out to everybody. So happy 4th of July weekend. Today, I want to entitle my message, not real profound, but appropriate, In God We Trust. In God We Trust. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 34 reads like this, Righteousness exalts a nation. But sin is approach to any people. Righteousness exalts, but sin is a reproach. Deuteronomy chapter 8, the writer says, Therefore you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God, to walk in his ways and to fear him. In other words, to respect him, not to be afraid of him, not to cower down in the presence of God, but to have a respect for God. For the Lord, and I'm reading in verse 7, Deuteronomy chapter 8, For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. Someone in your home shout good land. Hey, I want to live in a good land. I want to be in a good spot. And Deuteronomy declares that God is bringing me into a good land. And with all that is going on, and any given Sunday we have to do church different. Thank God for technology. (laughs) But any given week, plans could change according to the state, CDC, the governor. We respect that. We don't want to put anybody in harm's way. We don't want to put anybody in a feeling of guilt. But I'm just believing that God is putting us in a good land. Say, well, I don't feel like I'm in a good land right now. Hang on, hang on. Stay with us. Stay with it. Let God show you what he's going to do to his church and what he's going to do to his people. Fourth of July weekend, when we think about the signing of the Declaration of Independence, We look back at an event and we realize it was a very dangerous decision for each man who dared to sign that. John Adams said, and I quote here, whether we live or die, sink or swim, succeed or fail, I stand behind this declaration of independence. And if God wills it, I am ready to die in order that this country might experience freedom, end quote. I say John Adams Thank you for the courage to help declare and to sign a declaration. It was that kind of patriotism which led men armed with little more than a hunting rifle to engage in a battle that was then one of the most powerful battles of the nation. Fourteen months before the Declaration of Independence was written, armed conflict broke out in the Battle of Lexington and Concord. And 366 people were either killed or wounded. We're talking about a country. We're talking about America. It was during this time of conflict that Patrick Henry, the fiery 
patriarch from Virginia gave his famous speech before the Virginia Convention. And here's how he concluded his speech. He says this, and I quote again, Patrick Henry, three million people armed in a holy cause of liberty and in such a country is that which we possess are invincible by any force which our enemy can send against us. He goes on to quote here, Besides, sir, we shall not fight our battles alone. There is a just God who presides, uh, presides over the destiny of nations and who will raise up friends to fight a battle for us. The battle, sir, is not to the strong alone. It's not to the vigilant, the active, and the brave, end quote. I, I think Patrick Henry kind of echoes our day and age now. This battle, God will raise up nations and he'll raise up people. He'll raise up a church. He'll raise up a pastor to help fight this battle for us. It's not to the strong alone. It's not to the vigilant alone. It's those that are active in faith and the brave ones. All I'm saying as a pastor on this 4th of July weekend is, please do not be fearful. Do not live in fret. Let us together as a church, one body of believers, as they did one nation under God, indivisible justice and liberty for all. That's who we are. We are Americans. In the context of my message this morning, we're apostolics. We are Pentecostal. We often forget that is declaring the independence from England and our forefathers made it equally bold, a declaration of dependence upon Almighty God. Our forefathers, our country was birthed, born, and carved out out of respect and fear for God. God was the very foundation that we built this country on. And for us to survive in this day and age, the 21st century, 2020, July the 5th, Southern California, Temecula, we have to declare our dependence upon God. I don't know when things are going to be back to maybe the old normal is the new normal. The old normal is never normal, so the new normal is different. I don't have the answers to all that. When can we all gather and worship and pack the house out and have events and the coffee bar opens, the kids are running, true kids are active, they're coloring and they're using glitter and all these great things. I don't know exact, the exact date, but I am declaring our dependence upon mighty God. And I'm speaking that into your life today. I'm speaking that into your home. That we declare, like our forefathers, my dependence, your dependence is upon all mighty God. Deuteronomy chapter 8 says, When you have eaten and you are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God. Remember in Deuteronomy, my opening verse, he said, I'm going to give you, I'm going to lead you into a good land. Deuteronomy 8, 10 and 11 says, now praise the Lord for the good land he has given you. Be careful not to forget the Lord your God. Our founding fathers were careful to remember God. As I pause this 4th of July weekend, and I think about God, country, family. I think about the power behind the flag, the United States of America. 
I realized that our forefathers carved out freedom for us. But in the course of freedom, there was a dependence and a reliance on God. It's important to remember the clear declaration of their dependence upon God. For in a time of a world that is in turmoil today, it seems that strong effects are being made not only to ignore, but even to eliminate the acknowledge and the deep abiding faith of our forefathers and of a God who gave this nation its greatness. In times of adversity, church, our dependence upon God ought to rise. In times of uncertainty, our faith in God should not waver. How do you keep your faith in God strong in times of adversity? How do I keep my spirit right before God when I'm serving God in isolation? You were on the Facebook Live last week and you know that I am self-quarantining for 14 days. This coming Saturday is my 15th day. So how do I maintain my holiness, my connectivity to God? It's my faith in God. It's the music I listen to. It's my dependent upon God. It's in some cases I go back into my past and realize, hey, I use those as shining examples of how God never left me. I mean, his word says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. His word says he's as close as the mention of his name. Now, his word says that. But how does that work in my bubble? How does that work in my world? When I go back into my life, into my family, into maybe times of adversity, that's the past. It's easy to see now that God was there and he was as close as the mention of his name and he never did leave me and he never did forsake me. So even though I am in a pandemic right now and we're living in isolation, kind of, I definitely am. I've got seven more days and at this point I feel fine. I'm at the halfway point. I have no symptoms. Thank you for those that have reached out to my wife and I checking on us, offering us to bring by anything we need and just sending prayers and love to us. I'm just telling you as a pastor, man, that helps me really ratchet up my love for all of you because you care about us and of course we care about you. Our love for one another is reciprocal. It works both ways. It cycles back around. And so to all of you that have reached out, thank you, thank you, thank you. But I'm talking about God's greatness and we cannot forget what God has done. The testimony of history has made it abundantly clear that not only nations, but also individuals need to heed the warning. The greatness of a nation is not measured by its military power or by its national wealth, but rather by righteousness and justice. These are the determining factors of an amazing country. And our country is amazing because of churches. And our churches are incredibly great because of people like you and I. The enemy would love to conquer and divide. The enemy would love to suffocate us away from the house and the presence of God. I just want to tell you again on this amazing holiday weekend, thank God for our country. Thank you everybody that sacrificed to get us to where we are. I'm forever grateful. I'm indebted to the armed forces and the people and the men and women that preceded us. But because we are in a free country, we have the choice to engage or not engage with the things of God.
Church, let me just remind you, you're going to have to engage on a personal family level until we can get things back like I'm going to say they used to be. The new normal, I like the old normal, tell you the truth, because it was normal. <laughs> We're used to it. But the new normal, I'm going to say, hey, maybe that's going to be better. It's like a, a revision. It's like a software. It's like an update, 2.0, 3.0. Each revision, each update is supposed to learn something better from the previous revision. So maybe somewhere in all of who we are as apostolics, our revision to the new normal is going to make us stronger. I'm really believing and expecting that when we come back and all restrictions are lifted, I don't know, July, September, December, I don't know, but it, this is not a lifetime. It's a valley, it's a season. The Bible talks about seasons. Yeah, when's the season going to end? I don't know. But why am I encouraged? Because this is not a lifetime commitment. This is just a season. It's seasonal. And things will get better and things will get clear and there will be a vaccine and people won't fret and fear and the medical geniuses will get this all figured out but in the process of them figuring all this out I'm going to grow stronger for God I'm going to realize that God's power is not something I just depend on going on a Sunday and a Wednesday for some of us I think we can realize you know what this is a daily thing and maybe we took it for granted last before the pandemic March 15th was our last service but maybe somewhere that we just, it was ho-hum living for God. And for some lives, maybe the power of living an apostolic life, you never really needed to leverage because you were on autopilot. Then I'm going to say the new norm is going to be better for you. I'm going to say the upgrade, the version of what God is trying to do to this world is going to be better than it was before this happened. Uh, there's a word for freedom in the New Testament. And I think that word is simply this, redemption. Redemption means to be set free. It means to have been bought with a price. And we have been freed of our bondage. And now we are really free. The writer says, whom the son has set free is free indeed. And so God's spirit liberates us. It redeems us. Calvary was the redemptive plan for salvation. And it bought back humanity, you and I. And so we really are free. If you don't feel the liberty and you don't feel that you are in freedom, just remind yourself, or maybe in some cases remind the enemy, that no, I've been blood bought. And I went down in a watery grave and my sins were washed away. And no, I'm not bound. I'm not shackled. I'm not tethered to nothing. I am a brand new creature in Christ Jesus according to the word. I have been liberated. I have been set free and I have been redeemed by the blood of the lamb. True statement. Somebody needs to receive that right now. A voice of encouragement from your pastor on this Sunday morning. You see in Paul's letter to Titus, he tells us that we've been set free from the bondage. He says, for the grace of God, teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live a self-controlled life honorably, upright, in this present world. So during this stay-at-home pandemic concern, 
We have to make sure that we are walking according to the counsel, Paul to Titus. And as we celebrate this week in the birth of our nation, I pray that our country might have a new birth of freedom. Not a freedom from God, but rather a freedom built upon God and his commandments. I think we can all agree that God needs to touch our country. Let's zoom out a little bit. Open the aperture of your life and your mind and say, you know what? Actually, the world, God, we are hurting ourselves. We are destroying ourselves. And God needs to descend from heaven with his angels himself and heal our land. There is the scripture is chalked full of references. And I'm asking us, each one of us as individuals, to reaffirm your dependence upon God. To reaffirm your relationship with God. So that looking to Jesus as the author and finisher of our faith, that we together as a church, True Vine Pentecostal, can experience the freedom that he gives not only from worry, not only from doubt, not only from fear, but from all of those sins which thus easily beset us. If you're feeling downtrodden, I want you to hear your pastor's voice saying, hey, this is the day the Lord hath made. I'm not weary. I'm not discouraged. I'm not saddened. I'm not frustrated. I'm just moving forward as the Spirit leads me. And I'm not going to give the enemy room to step into my family and cause fear and concern. It sounds patriotic, my message title. Four words, in God we trust. That sounds like I should be holding a flag and saluting, standing next to the Statue of Liberty in New York City. Oh, that is so patriotic. But if you could just lean over to the left or right and say, in God we trust, and then lay down your concerns at the foot of Calvary. Honey, we're not going to get sick. Why? Because in God I trust. Dear, I'm not going to get my hours cut back and we're going to pay our bills. Why? Because in God I trust. Our family is going to stay together and we're going to enjoy this time together. How can you say that? Because in God I trust. So my title is not just really tethered to the patriotic weekend. I'm grateful for that. I appreciate the 4th of July and the meaning and the backstory and the narrative. But anytime we get weary, just look to the heavens and say, in God, we trust. In God, I trust. Then as our founding fathers of this country, we will find him, our life, our liberty, and our true happiness. Why? Because it's in God we trust. I'm so glad that you were able to tune in with us today. I pray that your day is relaxing. I pray that your day is fulfilling. I pray blessings upon all of you 
And I'm glad that you're with us this morning as we continue to figure out, we kind of reinvent as something pops up, how are we going to do church this Sunday? Again, this coming Wednesday is a brand new series. Next Sunday is July the 12th. At this point, we are slated to have service, two services, 915 and 1115. And if anything changes with the governor, our county, we get any information. We are law-abiding citizens. I'm not going to put us in peril or harm's way. Please know I think you know that about me. I'm not going to push it to the edge and hope and pray and wing it. No, that's not my style. God has put you in my care spiritually. And in times like this, I think maybe in some health decisions that I got to help us make. So we'll communicate with you, but mark it on your calendar. Sign up this coming Friday after 10 o'clock and then watch your social media and your emails. Well, let me pray for us and ask God to help us. Heavenly Father, I anoint everyone that's listening today that's watching. I pray that the Spirit of God would come from this broadcast. And in God we trust is not just stuck in a patriotic poem somewhere, but rather it's our mantra. It's our motto. It's our slogan. It's our mission statement, especially in these times of uncertainty. I bless every family. I bless every spiritual authority and leader in the house. And our children keep us safe. Keep us healthy, Lord. We submit to you, God, and you descend upon us and you make everything good. We receive that. I speak it into the lives. In the name of Jesus, these things are so. Shout back, amen. I can't hear you, but you can hear yourself. Amen and amen. God bless you. We'll be in touch. Look forward to teaching another revelation to you this coming Wednesday. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media. Because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you, and God bless.